Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Trigger warning for discussions of sexual assault and domestic abuse. Someplace underneath. You're not riddled with worms, No, Amber. I'm not. Well, I, somebody told me I have a bunch of knots in my back, and they were like, you don't get them massaged out. You lift weights, you don't get them massaged out. And I was like, no, why? And he was like, touching me, and I could feel like, go. And now I just feel like I'm riddled with worms. I have knots in my back. Have you tried ivermectin? Oh, is that the horse thing? <laughs> is it going to make my dick biggie? No, it's going to make your your backworms go away, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. And Amber is not filled with worms. No, I'm not. I'm a lady. Uh, you are a beautiful lady. And I, uh, I'm i I'm saddened for you that you haven't had a massage and you need to have one. I know. I keep putting it off. It just, something about, it's like painful and people are like, I love it. I love when they get in there and like, yeah. you know, split me open and fuck me up. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to feel like you're cutting my back open and putting your dick in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take a brick and hit me over the head with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> go with a... Uh, a Swedish massage. You can get pretty light touch massage. Yeah. You just have to like be specific about it. Okay. So if you do Swedish, it won't be hard. So okay. you can ease yourself into it and decide if you like the, the harder version. Okay. And yeah. then slowly work my way up to a Russian man beating the shit out of me in a basement. Yeah. I, I got in this weird thing at a Russian spa before where they beat you with like palm leaves that mm. are boiling hot. And I had a panic attack and I was like, because somebody made me do it, like they yeah. paid for the service. And I was like, get me out of here. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. It, it, it felt like I was in hell. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, suggestion for everyone out there. <laughs> if they're learning about their massages, <laughs> go with the Swedish first. Just a nice light thing. Uh, so we are starting a new series this week. I've actually been working for a while on another series revolving around trans women and probably trans men as well. Uh, not because I'm denying their existence, but because many of the trans men for at least part of their life were female presenting and thus suffered a lot of the same issues. Not only that, trans men are also at much higher risk of disappearing. You were mentioning like um, if they disappear on the wanted poster, the family uses their dead name and their old pictures. So yeah, like, you it can't was, find this. It, it was something that I, I didn't anticipate, but it makes sense, I guess, uh, in a shitty way. But yeah, the missing posters became a huge issue in even delving into these stories. But we uh, we will be talking about that eventually at some point. But however, this series is an Amber suggestion, actually. Yay, it's me. She it's notified me. Of me of this. I have never heard of this exact phenomena. And you have no idea how hard I'm trying not to say you gave me an Amber alert. I'm sure... <laughs> 
look how much I've matured as a human being. <laughs> You've matured, um, Natalie. I'm mature. I, I think uh, it was on my birthday, I was going to like jump off somewhere really high. I was like, what if I jumped off the roof? And I was like, nah. So we're maturing. Yeah, except I jump, I jump off of high stuff all the time. So You're maybe a stunt not. lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Peru, yes, there's a femicide. Yes. Uh, so her suggestion is she wanted to talk about the overwhelmingly disproportionate number of missing women in Peru. There are, of course, missing women in all segments of South America, uh, but Peru's numbers are really off the charts. And oh, it was yeah. at first glance, it was really perplexing to me why specifically just this country with that's around all these other countries. Why does this number so high? And so I felt like it was good for us to to delve into that a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm not a Peru expert, but we like doing research <laughs> and we're trying, man. But I think a big part of the reason is that the mountain range makes it very secluded. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of gold mines, mm -hmm. a lot of illegal gold mines. Yeah. Um, where just shit hits the fan. And um, there's also a port. It's one of the biggest ports in the world. Port cities are always a little bit of a danger. Yeah, yeah for sure. However, when we like are about to approach a subject like this, I try to exercise extreme caution and really decide whether or not it's helping anything yeah. because we don't want to be xenophobic. Right. It's it's one reason I haven't yet explicitly covered anything under the umbrella of Muslim culture. It's on the surface, it can be easy for people to hear a fact about somebody who's very different from them and then condemn the entire people. Mm. Obviously, that happens a lot. I feel like on top of already like a tense society with the onslaught of COVID, xenophobia is maybe at a, what we would call a spike. Yeah, everybody's um, just mad at each other. That's not cool. And othering each other and all that. So what we're not going to do here is bring blind hatred or distrust to an entire culture of people because that is stupid. No, they've got their a beautiful culture. Yeah, and they are just, they're people. That's all they are. Quite commonly, you could say the negative characteristics within a community of people comes from the beliefs or rules of just like a handful of potentially pretty shitty people at the top. And it all trickles down. It's like you don't blame all kids for being terrible because of celebrities' children who become social media influencers are terrible. It's like saying, oh, well, the kids are influenced by these terrible, terrible monster human beings of celebrities' uh, offspring. Uh, but it's not all children. no. There's just some people at the top who influence people negatively. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw some kids at the bus stop screaming. They were like 13 years old. They were in a relationship, young love. And it's the way they were screaming at each other. I was like, you learned this from your parents. Ugh. You saw somebody scream and scream. Yeah. And that's your version of love. So that's they just sad. think that's in a life. At 13. Oh, my yeah. God. That sucks. Yeah. That's some like deep unlearning you got to do. Yeah. I hadn't even kissed a boy by 13. No, so. I was terrified of boys. Still am. Yeah. They have cooties. They do. Sometimes you want to kiss those cooties. Sometimes. So, you know, it's condemning all people because there's an issue within society like America would pretty much be knocked off the list of anyone you could like because we have many problems here. You know, people born into wealth and kind of bred into ignorance and people who are told are superior for some reason are definitely kind of more dangerous and they seem to cause a lot of malaise in the world. I'm looking at you, Chet Hanks. I actually think that's not true. I think Chet Hanks is actually too normal for the Hanks dynasty. So he wasn't good enough. 
Oh, right. Is he the guy with a Jamaican accent? The white yes. man? Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I yeah, see. yeah, yeah. You know, good for him. I don't really have an opinion on Chet Hanks. Is that bad? No. No, no, nothing positive or negative. I don't know. I He's... think that it's okay to just not know enough about him to make an opinion. I don't know nothing. Yeah. But it's a small few doesn't say the whole. Right. So this is all to say, I want to discuss what's happening in Peru because these women obviously matter, but I will not allow anyone to use this as a reason to blast the entirety of the Peruvian people. No. In fact, there was a um, a beauty pageant, the Peruvian beauty pageant, and they used like 10 minutes of the show. It's so well known in Peru, like the, the femicide, the yeah. violence against women, to just talk about like these women were standing there in their gorgeous dresses and heels at a pageant and was just like state facts. They yeah. were like 65% of college-aged women are beaten by their husbands daily. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what? So they know. It's just a lot of people don't talk about it, I think, because they're afraid of sounding xenophobic. That and also um, within Peru, at least from what I've been reading, there is a huge sweeping movement of, uh, you know, inclusivity and progressiveness. But uh, it's not so much gotten into the government side of things very much. No, they don't care. Uh, So... Again, I am about the farthest thing from a Peruvian expert. Uh, Before I started researching this series, I could have told you Peru is in South America Mm -hmm. with a question mark on the end. (laughs) That in um, the only other fact I had was one of my roommates in Bushwick over a decade ago used to put Peru Anna, Anna Peru stickers everywhere, which is like a New York art movement. Mm. But then I looked into it and it has nothing to do with Peru. So those that is all of my Peru facts that it's I had. lies. But I want, I want to put out episodes from time to time to be a let's learn together, you fucks, <laughs> that some concepts are so big and they can feel so intimidating, but are actually really easy to understand once you get into the meat of it and while I welcome any Peruvian listeners, hi, hello, glad to have you. The vast majority of you are probably not Peruvian. So let's learn about this because it affects all of us in, in different ways. Yeah. And if you are an expert or a native of Peru, you get the extreme joy of pointing and laughing at me as I struggle through a lot of things. Because <laughs> I'm doing, I work to do a, as good a job as I can on a lot of the pronunciation, but you know, yeah, I, I try. So let's get into it. Yeah. If your question is, did I do research on Peru like I'm delivering a middle school book report? Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's fun. You know, sometimes I, I, what's that thing where you put a poster up and then the pictures on the poster? Like uh, those like trifold things? Yeah. I did one on- Diorama? Diorama? Is that what that is? I don't know. I did one on Greek letters and it was fun. I think those are dioramas. I think the diorama's in like a shoebox. Oh, God damn it. I don't know. Uh, I need to go back to middle school. Let's let's do a Billy Madison thing. Um, so let's just do a quick overview about Peru. Let's see how many times I can say Peru in this episode. That'll <laughs> be fun. Peru became Peru in the mid-16th century during the Spanish colonization of the Americas. This is from Encyclopedia Britannica. The name Peru is derived from a Quechua word implying land of abundance, a reference to the economic wealth produced by the rich and highly organized Inca civilization that ruled the region for centuries. So Quechua is an ancient language from the area where Peru is now. It was used by Incans, but it's really old. It's like one of the original languages of human beings. They had a, a, uh, I think it's so interesting, there would be foot runners along the 
edge of the coast. Yeah. So you could, you'd be like a powerful person and be like, I want fish. And they would come to you in like two days because they would just run, run, run real fast. That's oh, faster. Back in, the, back in the day. Yeah, that's yeah. faster than Amazon. Yeah. I mean, that was, it, it was the original Amazon. That is, it's the Amazon there. I guess. So. They run real fast. They just, they like, I want this. And they just go get it. Wow. Wow. And they run, run, run around the coast. I forget what they're called, but it's like a certain kind of person. They must have been going fucking fast, but they had it all organized. So maybe if you were a very fast runner, you could have like a good job with the king or something. Maybe that was a bad job. Maybe that was a punishment job. I don't know. (laughs) So then as the Spanish came and colonized, which again was like 16th century, Quechua became sort of the lingua franca between Spanish and native people. Lingua franca is sort of a simplified or like melded language that can be used for trade and commerce, things like that, Um, you know, religious indoctrination, et cetera. I think it's sort of like, you know, Spanglish or, you know, how like on uh, Deadwood, Swearingen and Mr. Wu mostly communicated through the word cocksucker. (laughs) I think it's some, I think it's like that. Um, I mean, Louisiana, we say making groceries. Yeah. And it's the way, so it's basically a way for two people who speak completely different languages to have like a little base center of words that they can use to communicate specific things. There you go. So that's what that, that was. Cause you know, now it's largely a Spanish-speaking part of the world, but uh, they came and colonized just like we got up here in old North America. Mm. So yeah, like most of the Americas, colonization led to the indigenous people being racked with disease and death. Remember that from Canada? Oh, yeah. And were also stripped of their cultural and spiritual identities with Catholicism forced upon them. And I say that not because... They were going, oh, God, they just keep talking to us about Catholicism. I'm so tired of it. It was literally not an option. Mm. This is according to Catherine Burns' Colonial Habits. The church employed the Inquisition, making use of torture to ensure that newly converted Catholics did not stray to other religions or beliefs in monastery schools, educating girls, especially of the Inca nobility and upper class, until they were old enough to either profess to become a nun or to leave the monastery and assume the role, estado, in the Christian society that their fathers planned to erect in Peru. Peruvian Catholicism follows the syncretism found in many Latin American countries in which religion's native rituals have been integrated with Christian celebrations. In this endeavor, the church came to play an important role in the acculturation of the natives, drawing them into their cultural orbit of Spanish settlers. Now, I'm not going to spend this entire episode railing against the Catholic Church, don't worry. <laughs> no, greed and violence comes in all flavors, baby. Oh, yeah. It comes from every side. Power corrupts. It does. So if you're totally unclear where Peru is, it is in the northwest region of South America along the coast. So South America is sort of shaped like a dog's tooth mm-hmm. or a uh, kind of looks like a poblano pepper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Peru is towards the top left of whichever of those visuals you prefer. The land is lush and rich and it's filled with amazon rainforest mountaintops and also has beaches touching the pacific ocean so it is visually stunning oh yeah you see all these pictures with like snow-capped mountains and a field and the beach is like right there it's got everything yeah i mean i went on google maps express through it and it is it's it's like the most beautiful part of the planet i feel like it's just got all of that incredible nature that humans have like it's it's too much nature for humans to like destroy quickly you know what I mean so it's still really beautifully um natural there Mm -hmm. a lot of it so 
Uh, it's also where Machu Picchu is, which most people have probably heard of. Uh, it's That's from the Incan. It's like an Incan ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. Like, man, I really, I'd love, I'd, I'd like to say that I love to go to the Amazon to see the wildlife. I feel like I'd be killed, like by a bird or something, or like the, a little bite. The birds alone look like they are cartoons. They look like they're from a fairy tale. Like, look, wait. Look at these birds. Oh, so pretty. Look at that shit. Oh, the birds of paradise. They're so beautiful. It's like, uh, it looks, it, it's like they're painted in hypercolor or something. It's like God took LSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. For sure. That's what it looks like. So pretty. Uh, I legit found this luxury treehouse company that's in the, the rainforest there that you get guided tours. And I am half tempted to do it. Let's but, go. I mean, it is so cool, but I am terrified, especially particularly because uh dude the spiders yeah. and the bugs the spiders y'all they got bugs bigger than me Woo! look at this oh, oh if i saw that wiggling on my hand i would shoot myself in the head it's like a, a very poisonous millipede um then we have this little guy the spider he puts stuff in his web to make it look like there's a bigger spider in the web oh it's kind of cute then there's cute. that Ugh. Big old spider. Don't get in the water, I guess. Here's a uh, a tarantula so big that is dragging away a baby monkey. Oh, that's rock and roll. That is fucking huge. Yeah. It's real oh upsetting. A monkey. Monkeys are strong and fast. And why is that man holding that bug with his hand? I, I don't know, but it says in this picture, it says yum. So I think he was about to eat this bug. From All the right. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, it's just stunning. I, I wish that I could work. Maybe someday I'll work up the guts to go do that because it looks so cool. But also they have like some of the most poisonous animals on earth, including dart frogs. And dart frogs are so cute. I feel as though I may um, pick it up anyway because I'm just like, oh, my God, look at it. And then the last thing I would see is I was lying, dying out on the Amazon jungle floor. It's just a bunch of huge spiders coming to eat my face. Oh, yeah. The circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even though Peru is the fourth most populated country in South America, there are still large swatches of it that are just wilderness, partly because of the rainforest. Does this have something to do with the high number of missing women, as you mentioned, Amber? The vast open spaces can also be hiding spaces. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yes. And tall grass. I've been watching a lot of documentaries. A lot They find them in the tall grass. Yeah. And it's hard to go looking for them. But, you know, you see the bugs. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that definitely plays a part in it, partly because sometimes people actually just get lost um, or they are taken by people with bad intentions. But I, I don't think it's the only cause. Uh, I don't think it would account for the, uh, you know, number, the vast number. So Peru is in a tug of war. It has been for centuries now, but currently is fighting to stave off corruption, greed and fascism. I won't even begin to try to explain the complex and sweeping political history of Peru as much as I know you all want me to. Didn't they have a president for like 20 years? They, yeah. They've That's had, a king. That's not a president. Yeah. In the, I, I think one of the problems is they kind of swing between that and then people get changed over really rapidly. Oh. So it causes a lot of upheaval and chaos. I mean, America's um, got our problems, but I do like the fact that a president gets eight years max. And yeah. then, sorry, that's out. Uh, Bye-bye. A- absolutely. It should never change. Because then it becomes Dan's territory. I mean, it, it, it's... It oh, is whoever's the- president. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Dan. Um, you know, this is like his land now. Yes. It's Dan's country now. <laughs> Dansland? Danland. Danland. Um, 
Yeah. So, but what's notable to me is the power, like I just said, has been exchanging hands in rapid succession uh, in recent years, not necessarily in a good way. Uh, it causes a lot of confusion. It causes a lot of disarray. Oh yeah. Every time there's a president, there's like shit hits the fan. Like when people are voting, it's a lot. Yeah. And so they are, they're, they're really fighting a lot of tyranny all the time. Uh, on top of that, just like everywhere that there's bitches that be colonizing, the native (laughs) people get marginalized. Just as we see in North America, South America's indigenous women disappear at disproportionate rates and get little to no media coverage behind them. And transfer of power, by the way, just happened again a couple months ago, I think in July. Mm. So, that, But this is not a new problem. Yeah, we should talk about, I guess, the race of Peru because they there are indigenous people, but then there's like a big mix of other people that are like, they have a lot of Chinese in them. It's like all over the world. It is. They have a lot of different... Um, cultures and uh, backgrounds of people that come live there. There's a word for the people who are a mix of native and Spanish. I've actually seen a couple words used for this and um, hopefully I'm not miscrediting the word, but I believe the word is mestizos, uh, where a lot of the the people now who they've basically become native slash Spanish, mm. but there's still huge indigenous communities mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. Um, at least comparable to the size. So probably unsurprisingly, this problem has just exploded over COVID. I mean, lockdowns, like, yeah, we should not spread the virus, but there is so much abuse. Human trafficking has skyrocketed missing children from lockdowns because, you know, you're with your um, your oppressor. You're you're a violent guy. Yeah. Don't most women get killed by someone they know? Yeah. I saw a mom and a kid walking down the street, and I wanted to call CPS. And like, I don't meddle in people's business. And but also, when, CPS can be really uh, problematic too. I bet. But the way the way she was speaking to her child, she called her a loser. She's like, "You can't do anything." Oh my right. god. And this was like in the height of lockdown, and they were just like, and I was like, "Oh my god, Ugh. you're like with them all day, every day." And I like wanted to hug that little girl and be like, "You're special." That's so sad. I know I'm not a parent, but I just, it's, it's brutal to watch a parent, like very casually berate their child and say terrible things to them like publicly like what are they doing at home oh my god yeah yeah if if that's what you're showing yeah um so this has happened a lot extra it was already a really terrible number and now it's kind of gotten really out of control and covid um not just missing cases but severe violence and femicide um we see that everywhere in the world of course over lockdown and no like you just said, I don't believe the solution is to cease lockdowns and let people fend for themselves. Um, I can pretty much guarantee that people choking to death on their own lungs in the streets will, there would still exist what we in America like to call economic anxiety if there was just an open plague on the streets. Maybe instead we could, I don't know, say cultivate a society where a person's first inclination under stress is not to violently attack an intimate vulnerable person much like the toddler acts yeah um call me a crazy fan yeah i mean call me a feminist crazy ass bitch i well that person was probably put down by their parents they were that little girl on the street that was like you're nothing you're worthless and then it's just generational trauma that yeah now you feel like you have to hit your partner yeah and i think the goal would be to try to 
move away as society, as we are learning more about psychology and mental health, like how do we ease ourselves? If there is a crisis in the world, how do we make it so that on top of that, a bunch of women aren't getting erased from history? Yeah. And why um, is it women? Why do they always attack women and children? I don't well, get it. They never. I mean, this is very stereotypical, but a lot of times it's because they're smaller. Yeah. And I guess some people just like to hurt people that aren't going to fight back. So what we are looking at here numbers-wise before we try to break down just what the F is happening, this is from DW.com, more than 3,400 girls, adolescents, and adult women were reported as missing in Peru between the months of January and July 2021, which represents an increase of 16% with respect to the same number of cases during 2020. As, and, and that's just reported. Can you imagine how many yeah. is not reported? Yes. Because already the government's pretty corrupt. Yes, there is. The police are corrupt. Is, they make fun of you when yeah. you're like, my mom's dying. And they're like, ha go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, there's like pretty solid evidence that this is a fraction of the actual oh number. God. I saw um, a video of a woman getting pulled by her hair out of a hotel, like by a naked man. This is a famous video that caused a lot of uprisings and a lot of like... In Peru. In Peru. And um, the judge gave him no jail because yeah. like he didn't mean it. He wasn't going to do anything. He wasn't going to rape or kill her. So this man just stripped down naked, crazy, dragged this woman by her hair in front of people that did nothing. Why did he get naked? I don't know why he was naked. Maybe he doesn't know why he was naked either. Who knows? But he didn't get any jail time. No so jail great. time. Uh, probably also no mental health treatment. Yep. Just kind of like let back into the show. There you go. Just go like, feel free to do it again, buddy. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was helping fix her hair or something. No. Um, so, yeah. So this is an increase of 16% from just last year. And this is by the ombudsman's office, which I had never heard that word before. Mm -mm. Have you you'd never heard ombudsman? That's a big word. Uh, it's apparently an official appointed to investigate individuals' complaints against maladministration, especially of public authorities. So what it sounds like to me is like a government version of HR. Oh, and they don't want us to know. So I have no, I know n next to nothing about what this does. So I don't know if it's actually effective in any way to monitor the government's handling of things or not, but this is the office that is reporting statistics. Mm. But if it is government-based, that's probably, if the number is that, it's probably a lot higher. You know what I mean? The Ombudsman's report goes on to say, which is entitled, What Happened to Them? This autonomous body details that so far in 2021, the South American country reported 1,243 adult women and 2,182 missing girls and adolescents. Uh, these figures bring the total number of disappearances to 3,425 which translates to an average of 16 disappearances per day. I don't even know 16 people. I know. One one every 90 minutes. What? Yeah. So by the end of this podcast, yeah. somebody will go missing. Yeah. Watch Jurassic Park. Somebody's gone. Watch Jurassic Park again. Somebody's gone. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. So the um, 
Ombudsman's office also warned that in the first seven months of the year, Peru recorded 92 femicides, 79 attempts, and 23 violent deaths. So that's crazy. See, and a lot of people aren't talking about this, but like if there was a town where women were just killing dudes for being dudes and like, yeah, a man disappears, one man after the end of Jurassic Park, these women, they just go kill them. People would step in and be like, what's going on? Yeah, I feel I feel as though actually that would be just a nightmare scenario because I feel like those women would be punished in horrific ways. Like it's yeah. everything about that sounds like I'm scared now. Yeah, for, I'm scared for everyone. These men don't get they um, they get a slap on the wrist if that. Yeah, I mean a lot of times they don't even get that. But so the ombudsman's office basically goes on to say a lot of these disappearances are from you know, domestic abuse. Uh, They are trafficked people, all, you know, everything that you would imagine. A lot of the cases of femicide were people who had been missing. They found them, you know, already um, deceased. So, yeah, obviously, though, sadly, human trafficking is a huge part of this issue. And this case being near a port, like we said, and being near many uninhabited places to hide probably does play a role in this. Mm. We're going to talk about that probably in the next episode. But there's another insidious sort of nebulous potential cause, which is societal standards, societal norms. As I mentioned, Peru is struggling to define its identity. There's a large feminist and LGBTQI plus movement happening right now uh, out of sheer necessity. But the government and the organizations like the police and the church in Peru are like, definitely not on board with it. Yeah, it really is the people fighting the government. Yes. And these are like wild protests. Like I saw a video, they were in front of the courthouse and it was all like play. But these men were like beating women and it was all like choreographed stunts. It looked real. And you're just like, holy shit. And it was just like right there and they're screaming and they got blooded. And it really did make it. A difference well, in my mind. Because, yeah, because it's happening. You know, it's yeah. happening behind closed doors all the but time. But they wanted to put it, like, publicly in yeah. a play. Yeah. I mean, that that's really interesting. I it's mean, a, we just kind of, like, paint on a sign. Yeah. <laughs> Americans. And, like, please don't take away our rights. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, t- yeah, there's a lot of apathy in America, for sure. And we have a lot of problems, but it's not to this level in America. So... You know, it's taken a lot of people from the ground up to care. A woman named Catherine Soto, actually, she created an organization called Mujeres Desparasitas Peru. And she founded this group, actually, after a friend of hers named Solseret, but she went by Sol, so I'm going to continue calling her Sol, Sol Rodriguez Ibar, who was 23 at the time. She went missing from her home in Alquialo, a city next to Peru's capital, Lima where she lived with her partner, Brian Villanueva. They weren't married, but they had two children together. The last that Sol was seen was August 23rd, 2016. A mother of two, Rodriguez studied sociology at the Frederico Villarreal National University and was an activist at the Ni Una Menos movement, which translates to not one woman less. So Sol herself was part of progressive movements. She was in college and she was also working towards change in the the country. So yes, Ni Una Menos is a pretty big movement through South America. I didn't begin in Peru, but 
there was a huge march in 2016 through that movement. So she was involved with all of that. This case is difficult to find covered in English. It wasn't something that American media picked up on. In fact, one of the criticisms from people in Peru in this movement is that even Peruvian media didn't pick it up, Hmm. like many of the other missing people. Why? So here's a little backstory about uh, Sol's case uh, via globalvoices.org. On August 24th, 2016, Brian Villanueva filed a police report alleging Sol had abandoned her home. Two days later, Sol's parents tried to file a report for their girl's disappearance, but police did not accept it due to the previous report filed by Villanueva. Chief Police Officer Dante Pastor refused to take their complaint, alleging that due to his vast experience, most likely Sol had left the home, probably with another man that she had a hot head. What? Fuck you, Dante. Yeah, his vast experience at ignoring these cases. I have lots of experience of not paying attention to any of these. What do you do all day? You're a cop. You're supposed to do the cop thing. This is what you do. You go find the person. That's like if I was a firefighter and there was a fire and I was like, nah, that's not my job. Yeah, it's your job. Listen, I have vast experience of not going to put these fires out. And uh, they put themselves out eventually, what I've discovered. They don't care. Do you think the cops are doing it too? Do you think oh, they're yeah, taking Oh, yeah, there's a women? huge problem with corruption. But in this case, as you heard, he said, oh, she was, you know, oh, hot-headed. She just left. I think that's code. Is that code for feminist cunt? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll be a hothead. I'll be a hothead all fucking day. Yeah. Uh, Because of this, her parents had to fight to get a missing report filed because her partner reported her having left. And the cops are just like, oh, I guess so. She's gone, huh? Uh, And her parents are like, excuse me, uh, sirs, she's not walked away. She is disappeared. We cannot find her. Uh, But because her partner had already filed this report, the cops are just like, nope, sorry. We've already closed this one. And it's a man. So they're just like, we'll listen to him. He's more rational and logical. Yeah. So they, because of this, her parents had to fight to get a missing report even filed. And it wasn't until the next month that they were finally permitted to do it, which, you know, in missing cases, a month is might as well be 10 years. Yeah. And the next two years, which I'm pretty sure were hellscape for her friends and family, were devoid of any assistance. So they got to file the report, but nothing happened. They So they were, you know, they were charged with keeping the story alive. Um, it's just sitting in limbo. Like, I'd rather know. Yes. Like, if the person died, let me know. Right. So I'm not just kind of like looking at my window, out my window every day. Maybe they're coming home. It's one of the plights of people with missing family and why I, th- I want this show to exist because the not knowing if your loved one is suffering must be the worst feeling in the entire world. What do they do? Are they in a basement? Are right. they okay? right. So, yeah, they wouldn't get nobody would pay any attention. It was only in 2019, three years later, when prosecutor Jimmy Moncia Castaneda took over the case, who I guess somebody was somebody who finally showed any interest or care because they had other prosecutors before that who were disinterested in it. The case started to make headway after he joined on. The investigators found out that the SIM card from Soul's phone had been removed hmm. and inserted into the phone belonging to Andrea Aguirre Concha, who is Villanueva's sister-in-law. Interesting. So, yes, this is the sister-in-law of Soul's partner. Oh, so the guy who filed a report saying that she left, mm-hmm. 
His sister-in-law now has the SIM card of the girl who, quote-unquote, left yes. the phone in her thing. Yes. Interesting. And, yes. And she is married to Brian Soul's partner's twin brother. So something's afoot here. Uh, so the woman, Andrea, and her partner, Kevin Villanueva, who is, again, Brian's identical twin, were arrested on February 18th, 2020. And shortly after, it was revealed that Soul's remains were hidden in the house that Andrea shared with Brian. So in a painfully generic trope, her boyfriend said she left. The police were like, yeah, she seemed like kind of a troublemaker. And then years later, her remains are found buried in her own extended family's house. Cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So according to Andrea's testimony, Soul died after falling and hitting her head while the two women were arguing. The autopsy results, however, don't seem to corroborate this story. Peruvian National Police Director Jose Luis Lavai said in a press conference, Here we can see that violence was exerted on the victim, and this makes us think of an aggravated homicide, meaning it is a murder, and the motive is related to a conflict within this family group. I bet this has been happening for years, and they've just been fighting, fighting, and he well, would just hit her, and this considered fine. Well, yeah. So Andrea, the sister-in-law, says she, quote-unquote, became nervous after the accident. It's pretty, it's a, it's quite an interesting response to somebody falling and getting hurt and killed or dying in front of you. Mm. It's like, I need to make sure nobody knows. So Soul's parents, however, insist that Soul had told them that Brian was harassing her. Um, that was through translation. So uh, I'm not clear in what manner that is. Brian was her partner, but apparently he was doing something to her <sighs> and she was telling her parents. Uh, the police didn't. Can't want to hear it. This is why I never laugh at jokes about hitting women. You know, like some it's dudes just... make these jokes and I'm like, I, you, I, I think you can make anything funny. Sure. But the hitting, so then I hit her. It's just like such old hat. Like <sighs> it's been stunned so many times. It's stupid. Or like Sean, what was it? Sean Connery when he's like, sometimes you got to hit a woman. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, back, then, back in the day he said that. But what? also I still feel like he feels that way, you know? So... Whatever the case may be, it was pretty clear that Brian was involved to some extent, but the police didn't care to look into it. They just didn't care. Um, what are they doing all day? Sipping on coffee? I, 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 God knows. This is from DW.com. The officials explained that the police and prosecutor's office did not prioritize these investigations because it is believed that these women leave voluntarily, despite the fact that there are somehow high numbers of femicides and human trafficking networks. There is a resistance from the police in taking up these cases. We demand that the National Registry of Missing Persons be concluded, which I believe, again, is a mistranslation. I think they mean National Registry of Missing Persons be started, yeah. I imagine. And so, yeah, those numbers, this just makes me think the numbers we were reading out in the beginning are so low. Right. And it's just, they clearly know that they're not just leaving. They just are not trying to help. Yeah. It's not, you can't have, oh, these women just walk out and like start a new life somewhere. They're just like having an eat, pray, love. But also there's this huge number of women who are going missing and dying who are be clearly being human trafficked. And just like, I don't know, those two things just don't end up. It's crazy. So it's, you know, put on the people and the woman who founded Mujeres Desperacitas, like I mentioned, was a friend of Souls. 
And she watched this all play out. It's why she started this organization. She sounds like a strong human being. If if you went missing, I would just go wander the streets with knives in my hands. I wouldn't start an organization that like helped people. Right. It is a very um, mature way to handle a very ridiculous and pretty immature situation, in my opinion, because these these people are acting like babies and children who are very dangerous. Um, so. Yeah, so she she just wanted to make sure that someone was tracking all of these cases that the authorities were unconcerned with. So she mostly does it through Facebook, but they keep like basically a log of who's n- needs to be found in Peru. Wow. So here we have exhibit one, um, the way that politics have given the green light on men ex- uh, exerting violence on women, including trans women, who in this climate are barely seen as human by the government. I mean, we have a long way to go with trans rights in this country, but there, I'm getting the impression that there there wouldn't even be punishment for hurting a trans woman. Like, mm. they don't care. They'd be like, good, or something. Yeah, I, it kind of, I kind of feel like I get that impression. Oh. Uh, again, this is just me, my perception. I don't know for sure if that's the case. But from the words of progressive fighters in Peru that I've I've read, this is also a class system where rich women sort of have some have rights ish, you know, mm-hmm. and the poor are basically free game. I was um, talking to you about this earlier. I, I never thought I was raised poor, but I've definitely been around very wealthy men, and I do get the vibe that they think that I'm meant to be used and thrown away. And I'm not. I'm a special person. I'm a smart person. I'm a kind person. I'm not you're a, something, someone you can just use and then throw away. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I think that it's all genders and some, like I was just making fun of celebrity children, but it can be a lot of people who are just bred into something where they've been told that they're smart and they have all the power and sometimes they demean you or talk down to you, but it's that Dunning-Kruger thing where it's just like, you're so stupid. I don't know how to explain to you that you're an idiot. Yeah. But they'll still, because they run shit, I, I experienced that so much coming up in the film industry, which is these mostly dudes, but you know, it's not Women just dudes. Too. I mean, I was talking- All, all genders oh, yeah. can do it. Um, and, and they're just saying- they're talking to you like you're a child and it's it's so mind melting where you're just like, I can't even explain to you how stupid you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking to this girl um, and I told her I was a cocktail waitress at the time. And then she's like, interesting. I've never sold my body for money. <laughs> that was one of those things that took me like five days to be what? like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I said something like, I mean, I make a lot of money. How much do you make? A cocktail waitress is selling your body for money? She was a fucking bitch. That's a woman who's never worked. Come? She's never Definitely worked. not come, but no. she's never worked at, ever in anything. No, everything's planned. And rich people set each other up with the jobs. I was yeah. talking to a casting agent and I said, how'd you get this job? And then she was like, well, I went to Brown and then I went to Zaza right. and my friend got me here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also... They make up jobs for their friends and family where they're an advisor. Oh, yeah. Oh, sports liaison. I That's a, not a thing. Not a thing. I knew a guy who got hired at, a, at an office I was working at who had a higher position than and the people that had been there for years because he was like a cousin of somebody. And he would sit in the office and just look at YouTube videos all day. Yeah. That's all he would do. Yeah. So <laughs> that's something that happens a lot. And sometimes it's less nefarious and just annoying. And then we get all the way to the level of it being like this, where 
in this culture, in the moment that we are in, the rich, richer the woman is, the more they are treated like a person. Wow. I guess. Um, so, so like if a wealthy woman went missing, they would go find her. Yes, there would, and you know, we obviously were were in the throes of discussing things in our country, like the Gabby Petito case. And I want to be expressly clear that. We definitely, as we explore these people who aren't covered as much, it, it doesn't serve anything to then shit on Gabby Petito and her family. They did nothing wrong. Yes, the media is covering them and ignoring other cases, but that is not the fault of that girl. And she definitely also didn't deserve to go missing. Yeah. So I want to be clear about that. It's but, a shit sandwich all around. Yes. Right? All yeah. around. It's all bad. But yes, here the, it's taken to another level beyond what we are experiencing in this country. And, uh, because of that, because it is a classist sort of feminism, this is from the uh, website El Sato Diado. For this reason, in 2016, with the Ni Uno Menos campaign, we were born as a neighborhood collective, as a response to a movement that did not represent us, and we decided to do feminism from the neighborhood, counting on the Afro population, Andean, and provincial immigrants. Why is it like that? Well, according to Brenda Carpio, who is a member of the Afro-LGBT Collective, which is one of the progressive movements in Peru. We suffer a strong machismo rooted in society. Men believe that they have the belonging of women and all the corruption that exists in the country does not help. This goes on to say judges, rapists, murderers support each other and the numbers of raped and femicides are growing. Until we remove all the corrupt from all instances of power, this will continue like this. So it's translated from into English. Yeah. So, yeah, if it ever seems um, like maybe there's a, a grammar slip or whatever, I, I was I managed to get uh, some of the websites translated, but it's probably not going to be perfect. I'm sure in, in that language, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, it's our language that fucked it up <laughs> when it switched over. But uh, but yeah, people are talking about it. And, yeah. and they're like, I guess this is going to sound crazy what's coming out of my mouth, but people are coming together. I mean, they're marching and they're like really protesting this. Yeah. And it it's a long ways from being anybody doing anything about it. But the people, if they rise up in enough numbers, that's how you change yeah, culture. That's how you do it. And so on this uh, site... Uh, com. it goes on to say in a society still living in post-war havoc a generation grows up on the prowl according to the criminal observatory of the public ministry every hour there are three rapes in Peru and every two hours a girl or adolescent is raped Damn. I hate that yeah I hate that there's a quote then following that saying it is the most conservative groups among them the evangelical groups of Fujimori those that have political operators whom they finance with money of confused origin to boycott the legislative initiatives in favor of women. So basically what that's saying is there are incentives for some of their politicians and some of their leaders to keep money in certain places that does not help women, especially poor women. Like it actually causes a lot of suffering for them, but it's because of the bottom dollar they want to get Oh to. yeah, a lot of those illegal gold mines, you know how much money they make? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that you mentioned Fujimori. So that is in reference to Alberto Fujimori, who was the president of Peru from 1990 to 2000 and was considered by many to be dictator-like. He eventually was actually charged with human rights violations and embezzlement and was sentenced to jail time. Ooh. 
but every article I've read has mentioned his name in regards to the the social climate in Peru, and as though he really caused enough destruction to have you know created residual damage. Yeah, if your leader is a dictator, you're going to behave that way. Yeah, and his charges are. I would call them Hitler-esque. Ooh, spicy. Uh, They involve ethnic cleansing aimed mostly at indigenous people, forced sterilizations, basically called native and or people gross. It was just like, ew, no. Yeah, get him out of here. It's people of your own country, dude. Yeah. And I mean, he was, his parents were immigrants. He's, he's Japanese Peruvian and, uh, and but he didn't like the the indigenous people the being people there that originally. The, from yeah, there. the poor people, the people. Ugh, they're not helping the economy. Um, but he treated them in such a way that was dictator like, where he was like, "Just get rid of them. Stop letting them have kids." Wow. So over two hundred and fifteen thousand people, mostly women, entirely indigenous, were forced or threatened into sterilization, and sixteen thousand five hundred and forty seven men were forced to go undergo vasectomies during those years, most of them without proper anesthetics. <gasps> Holy shit, that's like evil that is evil, yeah, it is it is evil. I mean, there's just no way around that, like most conservative politicians though, his defenders credit him with. Oh, but the economy was helped. Oh, the economy became better while he was there. He helped the economy. Um, I don't know much about Peruvian politics and probably politics in general, but if you forced sterilization on a people, I don't give a flying fuck about your financial portfolio. Yeah, you're just causing so much pain and harm. And the people see this and then they're just like, okay, I guess I just kill women then. Exactly. I think that that sort of um, dismissiveness of huge... Human lives of people mm-hmm. allows some people, troubled people, maybe frustrated, angry people go like, well, I could just fucking do whatever I want to them because clearly yeah. the president said it was fine. And especially during COVID, there's a lot of stress going on. Right. And now that he's not in office, it's not like everything's been cleared up. No. They're still struggling a lot um, politically. But he seemed to have caused, from what I've read um, from accounts, he seemed to have caused a lot of pain. Uh, what sucks is that he still has an over, by some uh, polling, has over a 40% approval rating in Peru, which kind of leaves me to believe that there's still a strong thread of anger and hatred of particularly Native women in Peru. Again, the Native women. Jesus tap dancing Christ, must this always be the case? You're going to go after the most vulnerable and that somehow makes you feel more like a man? Like what a pathetic fucking existence that is. Always Native women. They're not doing anything. Just leave them alone. They've got a beautiful culture. Stop it. His fans, his followers, his fans, whatever you want to call them, they give off a ton of Trumpy vibes. Uh, Fujimori even gets a fun suffix, just like old Bonnie. Uh, Fujimorism is actually a movement that after he was in office, people talk about it still in that in that term. So... It's unsurprisingly very conservative-minded, anti-LGBT rights and women's rights people. There's a push, just like here in the in that kind of circle, for women to stay out of schools, not get educations, not to like really be leaders. What is the goal here? Just to have your wife terrified in the house, away from the windows where a man might see her? Yeah. I think a lot of times it comes from like insecurity of being mediocre. Because if you have more people in the pool who are better than you, it's just like if you can keep like people of color, minorities or or women out of 
the way you don't have to try as hard. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, that's that's my takeaway from it. But so, yeah. So through Fujimorism, there's a push like that, which is r- fucking rich because that man's own daughter is a politician now running things, which is always the way it goes with those the circles. You're like, yeah. women shouldn't talk except for these women. They're going to run stuff, but not you. So it's the women with their own opinions. And I hope the women realize that you're being used as a chess piece. And as soon as these men get power, right. you're right. At, get out of here, girl. Yeah, you'll, you'll get thrown under the bus in a second. He has, you know, of course, like all these fucking people, he has his bunch of his offspring doing all his dirty work for him, running politics. And they've all been caught using bribery and all sorts of fun shit. Fun. So that's happening in real time right now. Um and women's rights activists, which there are quite a few of in Peru now, are demanding the narrative change starting from childhood because there is this underlying mentality there that men own women and are basically allowed to take what they want. And they're not really punished for it most of the time when they hurt women. Yeah. And like, um, how do you uh, revolt against that? Because I'm sure the men don't even take you seriously. Do you just it's hard. I mean, it takes it takes numbers. It really does. Just the amount of women, and I'm sure the, and these men, women, there's lots of men too who are supportive of this oh, as yeah. well. And and you know, all gender. They're they're really trying to create a safer space for LGBTQ plus there. Yeah. Um, so and they're very brave. I can't imagine going terrifying. out there and doing that yeah. with what could happen to you. Yeah, with like knowing that whoever could hurt you probably is not even afraid of repercussion. They don't. Yeah, and like you know, who are you going to go tell the cops? Who are in on it? Right. Or at no the very pers- at the at best indifferent. <laughs> but some of them are definitely also involved in like trafficking and things. But we'll get into that next episode. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. But along these same lines, Rosa Villafuerte who is a documentarian following this movement, warns that over the last decades, Peru has had a series of leaders whose public policies have directly affected the quality of life of society and especially of women. In this way, explains Willa Fuerte, the lack of policies with a gender-based approach across the entire system has prevented progress in the fight against machismo, which I, I love that word, um, the main cause of violence against women in feminized bodies. I don't get being a conservative in this in this in this world, in this situation, like you've won, you know? But I do feel like I think a, there's a lot of anger because it's like in those groups, probably a lot of those people are gay. Yeah. They're not allowed to be gay. They're not allowed to be different things that maybe they want to feel naturally. It's very oppressive in a lot of ways. Um, not to say that there's not oppression and, you know, bad negative things that are in like liberal circles, but um, conservatism is very... uh tied to rage a lot of the time it seems like oh and if it if the world just believed like how i did and it's it's very like you've got to be this way then it's going to work out for everybody yeah yeah Which, uh, people have their own tune man yeah it, people, what works for me doesn't work for you right yeah and in the world continues to you can't force one way it doesn't work nature for, moves forward it moves 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 everything is constantly in motion you can't 
to try to like push a you know a round peg into a square hole. You can't do it um, without causing a lot of destruction. You know, so again, they bring up just like Fujimori and that idea uh, has caused this. Uh, quite a big problem for them. And the whole system has generated corruption. And in the end, justice validates the impunity of the perpetrators. So feminist collectives are clear about how to reverse this defenseless situation in which Peruvian women and girls live. For this, two things are needed. To end the corrupt justice that grips the country and to begin to apply policies with a gender perspective, which is a lot of uh, women's studies major words. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I can see men hating this. So, certain, a certain and some kind, men are into and are some into women it. probably also are really into the idea of concern. Like it's their fault because they left the house, which is a thing that we also see women do here. Yeah, if she just obeyed, her husband would actually protect her. Yeah, it's why is she causing the problem in the first place? And you know, just as a, a recall to everyone, feminism in its purest form is not about female superiority. It's about uh, gender equality. It is about kill all men, though. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I mean, some circles in it. Some circles. I'm not jam on that. I love men. I love men. They are so special. I don't want to kill them. Yeah. And feminism is just a wanting to balance the energies. Yeah, it's And also include, you know, other genders and in, in, in the trans community and everything where trying to keep these like very uh, traditional, but not really traditional, like they just were created in the last century roles for, for men and women and, and all genders is, is destructive in a yeah. lot of ways. And so feminism is just about, I just want everybody to come. Yeah. Just everybody smile and come. That's you know? it. That's all I want. And so I think we're going to wrap it up there. So this first, uh, episode was mostly about the political strife that's causing this problem, but we have other things we can uh, talk about too. And I want to get into a couple of the people who are missing currently. Yeah, I mean it's a rich culture. Like this took a lot of like research. It's you know? a lot. I it's mean history, thousands of years. Some of the first language. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. going on. It's a beautiful place. Special. It's got its own culture, its own thing going on. This isn't like an easy episode. No, and man. I just I'm I'm going to work myself up the nerve to say I'll go into this very, very luxurious treehouse like I'm some kind of like I'm some kind of like uh, uh, what do they call it? Explorer. I'm some kind of Indiana Jones person, even though it's very much catered to my every need. But it's still terrifying because it's in the Amazon. But then I'll feel like I've done something really impressive. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll work myself into that. I do want to visit Peru now. Uh, it's gorgeous. But so we need to make it safer for women because there's also um, yeah. tourist tourism. There's problems, too, with women going missing. So, really? Yeah. Just like a lady going down to Peru for yeah. a little holiday and then she, she says, don't come back. Yeah. And again, uh, this is not to say don't go visit Peru. You definitely can. But you have to be aware that Just the, trafficking is happening there. Yeah. It's good. Um, In any country you go to, be aware of the culture. Yeah. You know, and sure. like what's going on. Learn how to say hello in their language. I think I was talking to somebody... Oh, I forget where he was going, but they had a crazy lockdown. And I was like, didn't you research for three seconds as to where you're going? Yeah. Don't you want to like learn how to say hello in their native language? And it would have said, like, they're going on lockdown. So we like flew <laughs> into this crazy. I was like, what are you doing? What was he going for? I think he was a bartender and he was just like, I think in the early part of COVID, he was like, I just got to get out of town for a little bit. And I was like, you're going there? You're going there? I think it's weird. trapped. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. I forget where it was, but he, they went on like luck, luck, luck. And I was like, you flying into this? You're not going to see shit, dude. You can see your hotel room. And yeah. that's all he saw. That's all yeah. he saw for two weeks. 
great. What an idiot. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. but it's true. It, it, just be aware. Just be aware of people's cultures. And, you know, we want to approach this very sensitive because we don't want to be xenophobic, but I want to talk about it. Yeah. Because it's happening. Yeah. We should talk about it. Um, but yeah. So that's where we're going to we're going to end here. And then we'll uh, we'll continue on with the the uh, other sides of this this problem in Peru next week. Uh you can follow us at Someplace Underneath on TikTok and Instagram and follow me at The Naughty Jean uh, on all the stuff, pretty much. I'm Amber Smelson all across the board. And I also co-host The Brighter Side. Also on this uh, podcast network, it's all about positivity. I never I should, I should, never promote pop history, and I should. I do a very fun uh, show with Jackie Zabrowski and Holda McNeely from LPN where we just go through, we do very nerdy things about... Uh, stuff that's happened in the past movies uh movements we did one on water parks because i love i love a lazy river water parks yeah so we're actually changing format with that and we might be moving it to a different format but uh there's a ton of episodes and it's really it's a nice palate cleanser (laughs) from this so yeah that's about it see y'all later uh amber natalie saucy and pert as always stay crazy i gotta figure that out we gotta figure out the end i gotta figure out my tagline I like Stay Greasy. I like Stay Greasy too, but it's so close to our friends over at My Favorite Murder. I feel like I'm stealing from them. Oh, but there's a Stay... Stay Sexy. And Don't Get Murdered. Yeah, but Stay Greasy and Stay Sexy are really close. Yeah, I guess. It's like the opposite side of the coin. And we love love those ladies. Yeah. Um, So I don't want it to seem like I'm just jocking on them. Maybe Saucy and Pert as always. I mean, I love Saucy and Pert as always. Yeah, we're Amber Nelson, Natalie Jean, Saucy and Pert as always. And Greasy. Saucy, pert, and greasy? <laughs> yes, saucy, pert, and greasy. Um, all right. Yep. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.